0: review y'all jump the rest of them jump with my boy john hastings john hastings up his bitch and that dude dylan got bro dylan gott do what you got you know what it is come on
1: first of all i'm dylan gott that guy's john hastings start talking john the country
0: of sweden can eat my fucking ass it is there the worst country in europe go fuck yourself sweden you're all arrogant pricks. Also, we all know you were on the side of the Nazis, even though you pretend you weren't. Other country that can eat my butt? United Arab Emirates? Not a fan. Not a fan. Every white person in the UAE is either running drugs, people, or just being a scummy Australian. All of them can fuck off, too. Yeah, well, there was a comedy club in Dubai that wouldn't
1: book our one of our mutual friend of ours, and he said it best where he's like, well, I don't give a shit if I work there anyway. Sure, it's a lot of money, but they still have slaves, Dylan, <laughs> which is like... <laughs> they do. He will literally work for Hitler if Hitler paid well enough. He'll do Hitler's birthday party and be like, well, you know, it's fine. But then as soon as someone doesn't book them, he just looks up moral high ground. And, <laughs> just yeah. and that's how I live my life, too. If they don't like me, they're evil. Goddamn right. This episode uh, is not going to be about Swedish people. It's going to be about the anti Swedish people. And that is a man who has tits all over his body. Ladies and gentlemen, Barry Horowitz. Oh,
0: yeah. A man who truly is to wrestling. No one is to wrestling that is Barry. Barry Horowitz is just a nice man. Barry Horowitz did something that so
1: little wrestlers in the 1980s and 90s did, which was he just went, well,. If I'm going to make money off this, I'm, um, I got to do this thing now, which is be a jobber. Literally, there's a deline- deline- delineation point where it's like he's working territories, territories stop, and he's like, well, I guess I lose to the repo man now. And that is his life. And he does it with a it's fucking crazy. smile. Of course, he's nice to every- He said, like, everyone's nice to him because why would you be mean to someone who wants nothing? Do you know what I mean? Where he's like, that guy was nice. Like, he's like, his first... All right, well, we should start here, um, because we're going to basically get into what food he likes, because there's some wrestlers where it's daunting the amount of storylines and things they've done, because you think about someone, even like Big E. Like, if we ever did a Big E episode, we could do 98 parts, because there's been so many fucking storylines, because he's involved in a three-hour wrestling program. But... Barry Horowitz never had... There was no no character arc. It's like, this guy pats himself on the back a bunch, and then he gets his fucking ass kicked. There is
0: one character arc you fuck. There's two. What? There's two. The one is he beat Skip in the greatest burying of Chris Candido ever...
1: What's the yeah, other I one? don't know why they hated Chris Candido so much. They were like, you know what? This guy, uh, let's bury him on screen like his wife is getting buried by Sean. Oh, like yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I, mean.
0: I think about this more than I probably should, which is like every time someone says like he's a cuckold, I'm like, Chris Candido. That's Chris Candido.
1: <laughs> no, I think he was just I, – I, I, I can't imagine being that jacked and also being that meek. Like they say that steroids. I watched this documentary where steroids brings out more of just who you are, which is why they say roid rage. They go to roid rage because like naturally angry people take steroids, they get really, really angry. And I feel like Chris Candido was mild mannered, and then he did steroids, and then he became so fucking mild mannered. Like he ordered a steak, and a guy just brought him a McDonald's hamburger, and he was like, "That's fine enough. Here's fifty dollars."
0: Yeah. It's like uh, yeah, Chris. Candida. It's also I think Chris Candido. This is like so dark off the top, but fuck it. Oh, yeah. Chris Candido truly loved Sonny and couldn't fathom that someone would do that to, that she would do that to him. So she just kind of was like, no, no, that's not what happened. He, she, Yeah,
1: I mean, if you want to, I mean, this is not a Chris Candido episode, but it would be fascinating to kind of like, two dumb guys, amateur psychology, that whole thing. Because it's like, also, Sonny at this time is what, 21 when she's dating Chris Candido? Yeah, like,
0: she's so much younger than you realize. Like, it's like, she's like... Yeah. Like, I think she, yeah, I think she is out of the fucking...
1: She, like, stopped going to college because Jim Cornette was like, "Yeah,
0: you look like you're a cunt. You want to be a cunt on TV? She was born in 72, so she would have been 22. She joined Smoky no, was- mounting Wrestling when she was 20. She was in the WWF Mountain, between yeah. the ages of 23. Yeah, because that was her character. was just, This girl went to 20, college. Uh, 23 and 26. Is that right? 72, yeah.
1: Oh, you just, you went in and out. Did I? Shut up. So, Barry Horowitz, also a college boy, he went to Florida State, was an amateur wrestler in high school, but he dropped out of school. Why? Because he met Lenny Greenberg, who gave his information to Boris Malenko.
0: And how long? Boris Malenko is such an interesting trainer because I just assume he's as boring as his son Dean, but he really trained the weirdest group of people. Who else? Sean Waltman, like Sean Waltman, talks about Boris Malenko. Like he wants to marry Boris Malenko. Like he's like, I disappointed him from day one. Is one of the things I remember Sean Waltman saying about his relationship with Boris Malenko, and being, and also he talked about like when he cried. I do what you always do when your wrestling trainer dies. I just cried for a day, and I was like, I do not think that's whatever. And no one did that for Vern Gagne, Sean. No one was sad when Vern Gagne died. <laughs> Everyone's weeping like, I just wish you would
1: have taken advantage of more men. Yeah,
0: I just wish you had made more people give you money for no reason, you fucking nazi. See, here's the thing, I'm buying a coffee from you, but you get to make me a coffee, so you owe me $1,
1: Vern Time. Hey, how's
0: it going? It's me, Vern I Just want to let you know Barry Horowitz, you're Jewish. I didn't kill the Jews in World War II, so you owe me 50 bucks.
1: If it was a real fight, I'd beat up God.
0: Yeah, yeah, the thing you don't understand about me is that I accidentally know, actually, like... I don't know anyone named who could be Muslim, so then they don't exist. It's a conspiracy theory. Welcome to Vern Gagne's InfoWars. I'm Vern Gagne, first thing <laughs> you need to know.
1: Vern Gagne's InfoWars would be great. It's uh, it's fake when everyone else fights, but when I do it, it's real.
0: Yeah, yeah, the thing you got to remember about the lizard people. Queen Elizabeth wanted to come into the NWA, but we were like, No, thank you, madam. We don't have lady wrestlers here. Welcome to InfoWars. I'm Vern Gagne.
1: That would be, Vern Ghani's Infowars would be amazing. The supplements they would sell. Oh, like, my no,
0: God. From a man. <laughs> uh, for $80, I'll come to your house and choke you out, and you'll fucking understand. <laughs> for $80, I'll come to your house, try and fix your computer, get mad, and say computers are bullshit anyway, and break your computer. That costs $80. Yeah, the first thing you want to do is understand that we do not take payment over the computer. You have to send us a check.
1: You have to show up, shake my goddamn hand like a man.
0: Yeah. Look at my eyes. Feel my championship rings on your fingers.
1: <laughs> how long did Boris Malenko train Barry Horowitz? 18 before? months on a fucking dirty mat, baby. 18 months. You understand that, of course, people love Boris Malenko because most wrestling trainers are like, that's how you fall down, all right, get the fuck out of my fucking school. But Barry Horowitz trained for 18 months before he was allowed to earn money. And also, I don't know... How much money he paid for that would be an interesting thing. That's never asked. Because no one in wrestling interviews approaches it from, hey, you got scammed and then you made your money back. Congratulations. How'd you do it? They're always like, well, when what was it like learning under Boris Malenko? But realistically, he could have paid this man, what, like two Gs a month for 18 months? That's quite a bit of money.
0: Yeah, like it's one of those things where it's... <laughs> He's also, Boris Malenko is also the only one that you never hear other people that are involved in training say the absolutely famous, he ter- he taught them how to write a check, where basically it's only Boris and Vern get that monitor, like that, don't get said, oh, they didn't teach them. Like, everyone's like, Vern's a scumbag, but he taught people how to wrestle. Boris Malenko, they taught people how to wrestle. And it's that interesting sort of thing where like, Offa, uh, one of the, a bunch of the other Jersey places, they're all like, they don't actually teach them to wrestle. It's just these guys, and now the school in LA, and it's a very interesting. It just shows the scumbagginess of wrestling in that even when you're trying to learn it and fulfill your dream, you're not going to learn. You're gonna have to like go to three schools because the first two are not gonna teach you anything.
1: Yeah. So here, well, here's what it is. Uh, Boris Malenko trained obviously his sons Dean and Joe. Th- you're right. It is a weird Norman Esmaile, very good wrestler. Barry Horowitz, very good wrestler. So technically sound, um, as you said, like technically sound enhancement talent. X-Pac, great wrestler. Gangrel, okay. Tugboat, what? (laughs) I mean,
0: Fred Ottman is an excellent performer and a fine wrestler, and how dare you besmirch his good name with your condescensions, Dylan. All right,
1: so what we're going to do is we're going to try and do a fish out of water spot for 15 full minutes. Boris and Barry, uh, you guys can handle it. You guys have the cardio. And Tugboat, that is a turkey sub, and you are going to eat it with no teeth. That's your training today.
0: What I like about Tugboat is he's the only human being I've ever seen who got super fat when he became Typhoon, and his head somehow got smaller.
1: And the other thing about Tugboat, now that I think about this, is Tugboat Tugboat also... These guys all have like... They they don't take wrestling that seriously, you know? Like Tugboat, it shows up and will do the Shockmaster thing at wrestling conventions for extra money. And I've heard interviews with him. He's like the only guy who will just be like, Shockmaster, you mean a
0: point that literally ended my time in wrestling? I'd love to talk about it. What I like about it is he's probably like... Thank God for that. Now I just work security and also make a shitload of money on the convention circuit because I've been to a wrestling convention. It's true. And it's very interesting to see who makes the k- 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 cash. Who does? Like people like fucking the Shockmaster, shitloads of people. Like Arn Anderson had a fucking line around the fucking place because they were like, double A, you say. But like then, like other people that are like were are way more, like, Ricky Steamboat no one could give a fuck about. Like, it's just interesting who wrestling fans gravitate towards.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess it's also the age range as well. But after the 18 months of training, Barry Horowitz is in du- the WWWF, Vince Senior, as enhancement talent. That's his first gig. And then he moves on to the NWA with Crockett. And one really interesting thing is Barry Horowitz was in the ring, celebrating with Ric Flair when he wins the title at the first arcade.
0: Yeah, I, I like, that's because he was just a wrestler that was back there, so they just brought him in there. Also, yeah, he was one of the babyfaces. I want to point out, by the I mean? way, in the notes it says, first staircase, celebrating with Flair.
1: You fucking idiot. On one at, it actually says, on one yeah, at I
0: wish Christopher Hobson gets that book finished so that you can fucking stop being... <laughs>
1: Well, you know what? I wrote it while I was driving like a true man. On the phone with fucking business people making business deals and then also writing stuff down and also crashing my car.
0: (laughs) Uh, What did you... um, uh, What did you crash your car into this time?
1: Uh, Bertha Faye.
0: (laughs) Car was fine. (laughs) She's dead. (laughs) I got it because she's incredibly unhealthy physically.
1: She's fat. Uh... So he changed his name. Barry Horowitz did. This is good. So when he shows up in Crockett, they're like, w- "We, you need a new name because we should have mentioned this." But he was going, <laughs> he was going as Barry Hart.
0: This guy never had a chance. Yeah, I'm. My name is Barry Hart. Uh, no, we already got a. We already have a Hart family. All right, I'll do it for a couple of years, and then in the mid '90s, I'm going to change my name to Stonehard Steve Dallas.
1: <laughs> it's insane that his name was barry hart and then he's like and then they pulled a rib on me and what they did was michael hayes told me to be named bret hart and i said okay like barry warwick's a weird guy because he seemingly is unaware of any other wrestling too he just likes to wrestle and he watched wrestling once he was like
0: that seems fun i Wait a minute! Now. i get to wear a glittery jacket and walk to the ring what a great time also, like, there's a bunch of YouTube videos where he's just talking about his career, and he clearly thinks it's a podcast because he doesn't know what a podcast is, and it's so fucking
1: adorable. He is like a 60s. He's a man in his 60s now, and he's a nutritionist. I would love to get some nutritional advice from Barry Horowitz. First
0: things you gotta do is just give up your dreams and learn to lose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Learn your place in life. Here's my place. Do you want to pin me? Well, that's the other thing. Was he, he, at some points he's talking about how he doesn't like wrestlers now because they take their gimmicks too seriously and they bring it into their like regular life. And it would be funny if Barry Horowitz did that because he just start a fight at a grocery store and lose. <laughs>
0: Hey, those are my apples. Ow! Hey, did you know in Europe they call an uh, an eggplant a courgette? Put your put your knife away. Put your knife away, sir.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. On yeah, the first arcade, he's in the ring celebrating with Flair as one of the 95 million baby faces in the ring. <laughs> Michael P.S. Hayes changes his name to Bret Hart with two T's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me tell you this, Bret Hart, not pleased. That is the dumbest thing in the world. Bret Hart thought it was like a, a way to get more bookings, I guess, for Barry Horwitz, even though he's Bret Hart and he's like Bret Hart would be that insane to be like, everyone's watching Stampede Wrestling. It's
0: not it's also mid eighties Bret Hart, Bret Hart. Get the fuck over yourself. Like
1: No, this is before that. This is like Oh, I guess this is like eighty four, eighty five. Yeah, it's eighty forty five. So this is
0: like s- end of stamp. Like Stampede Wrestling is being sold because Stu Hart keeps like calling the bank and is just like, e- instead of pay- repaying your loan, how about I just come over there and fucking put you in a bus and grab? And they're like, yeah, no. Yeah, is. You get ten minutes alone with my wife. No wife? All right, kids then. Hello, how are you? I have three daughters that are above the age of eighteen and a variety of <laughs> children that are below that age. <laughs> which ones would you like though I may continue to operate my company? So I can continue to operate my slave dungeon.
1: Yeah. I mean the dungeon. You have to I understand
0: mean, that the wrestling company is but just to cover for what my true purposes are, which is I love nothing more than just hurting muscular men while my My wife makes a nice sandwich upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: Barry Horowitz um, goes to NWA Florida. This is really his the highlight of his career. The NWA he wins the NWA Florida title from Mike Graham and kept it for a year. Mike Graham, by the way,
0: pointed pointed to this is why he eventually committed suicide. He's like. Yes, I let a man from the desert touch me. Oh, by the way, Mike Graham's anti-Semitic. I don't know if you know this, but I truly believe that there's a vein of anti-Semitism in this because Barry Horowitz just put a Star of David on his trunks at a certain point, and and he did that when he was in WCW, and you might as well have been like, I'm here to lose because I guarantee there were people in that back office that were like, what is that? What happened to the cross on your trunks, Barry? Uh, I'm a Jewish man. Oh, what? This is...
1: Well, they... He becomes Jewish, basically, when Vince McMahon discovers that he's essentially working for him in 1995. He's like, all right, well, you beat Candido. Now you got to have a character. And we'll get into that. But at this time, he, for a year, is the NWA Florida champion. And this is basically what happens. Pat Patterson places a call and says, and it's super honest. He goes, Barry, we got nothing for you, but we can use you on TV. He was working for Jerry Jarrett at the time in the main event. And he's like, y- you won't win, but you'll make so much more money. And Barry Horowitz says, I would make four times as much money.
0: Yeah, get fucking going, Barry.
1: Because all Barry would do is like, he would sometimes he would work once jobbing. Sometimes he'd work twice, but he was just a resident jobber. And they needed new jobbers because Iron Mike Sharp was getting old. And there's matches between him and Iron Mike Sharp. Do you understand how amazing that is? Like, do you know how awesome it would be now if you just had a fucking tournament i mean you'd have to do wrestling nerds would have to be where they were like 20 years ago but if you had like a four-man tournament in the year 2000 and it was like mike sharp barry horowitz that's something i'm surprised shikara didn't do george scott um I'm sure they've done Barry Horowitz versus, like, Barry Horowitz is a 60-year-old man, yes, but you could still do a match between him and James Ellsworth that would be great. Because (laughs) Horowitz also, like, because he went to Boris Malenko's school, it would just be chain wrestling. And would it be slow? 100%. But who gives a shit? Jobber versus jobber, baby. Barry
0: Horowitz is one of the few wrestlers in his 60s that you're like, man, you can say this, he looks good. And not in a way of like, he looks good for a guy who's literally about to kill himself from all those drugs.
1: Barry Horowitz starts in the WWF in 1987. And by his Wikipedia, his Wikipedia is great because it's probably, it's written by like the world's biggest Barry Horowitz fan. And the entire point of his wikipedia is this guy is like that chris candido win was not his first win in wwf television he won
0: many times I know. per year it's very funny the the internet points that out a lot in that it's this weird thing with internet but fans. he
1: basically so here's some people he lost to in 1987 adrian street coco beware jake the snake roberts rick martell billy graham paul orndorff <laughs> And also he had some tag team partners, like him and Steve Lombardi were regular tag team partners, which must have been amazing. Like, that's amazing. I mean, but also who did he beat? Like, also, I want the evidence of who he beat. The evidence, I don't think it was ever on, it wasn't on television, because this guy basically is talking about house shows. Like, he'd win, like, on a dark match at a house
0: show. That don't fucking count, motherfucker. That's right. That's what I said to him. I emailed the guy. Did you? Good, because I act- I wrote him a fucking letter.
1: But Horowitz has a good point, though where he's like talking about people being stiff, like Vader, Stan Hansen, Brody, um, the Bulldogs. And he's like, why people, these guys are stiff and everyone thinks they're tough. I'm supposed to stand there and let them punch me. That's not tough. If you're tough, you go, just go into real fighting, but you won't because you'll lose. And he's 100% correct. Vader one time had a backstage fight and he got knocked out by a one-armed man. I love Vader. I think he's the best. But he got knocked unconscious by a one-armed guy. Who Orndorf? No. Yeah. Orndorf has two arms. No. Orndorf has the he has the nerve
0: damage in one arm that makes it useless. Now he can still use it. No, he hit him with the other arm, man. Oh, I'm not saying. I'm not saying he's opening with the nerve damage arm. He has
1: nerve damage, and he not he has one arm effectively. You oh, he's pissed. John Hastings, is whole his whole who he is is fucking destroyed now. Yeah. Eighty-eight barry horowitz works a ton more um this is how you know you're you're not (laughs) this is how you know your shit not well they don't care about you is barry horowitz jobs to scott casey yeah tell me who scott casey is
0: i have no fucking idea and i tried not to look it up because i'm like i know that name and i wanted to save it for the show to look up right now because i'm like is it the stalker no that's barry windham i've never heard of this man in my life i thought i knew him
1: Scott Casey was also a jobber. It was a battle of the jobbers, and they were like, you know what? You what? Scott H- Casey isn't a Jewish man. He wins. He's That's a cowboy.
0: Good. I'm actually surprised they didn't do Barry Horowitz, S.D. Jones, and have it be double countout. <laughs> no, would they just have them, not a draw, just they both lose? Yeah, there's no way that S.D. Special Delivery Jones could win, or Barry Horowitz could win.
1: But you imagine the payoff for that? You imagine the payoff like having um like he he would wrestle Sam Houston as well, who was another guy they used to be a jobber. They had Tim Horner wrestle him. Like, can you imagine the payoff of that of being a longtime wrestling fan? And then you're at some show, and then Barry Horowitz versus Steve Lombardi walks through the curtain. You'd be like, I'm gonna do cocaine
0: right now. Uh, but I mean, but this is why um uh, this is why him beating Skip in 1995 was so amazing for all wrestling fans. It's one of the biggest things I remember of watching wrestling in the mid 90s. It was
1: a seven, it was really, if you watch from 87, I started watching really intensely probably about 92. So that's a three year payoff. And it's also the other thing is explaining what Superstars is during that time. WWF Superstars was the only show in Canada, you could watch, essentially, for free. It's the only show you could you watch. you either have to pay to watch the pay-per-views. So Bear Horowitz... I was so, I was so much more aware of who Barry Horowitz was than who, like, um, Shawn Michaels was. Because Shawn Michaels didn't do squash matches that often.
0: Yeah, he would come out and do, like, a weird interview or they'd show a clip from Raw.
1: Yeah, well, Barry Horowitz got crushed by, like, Skinner. Yeah,
0: like, well, Barry Horowitz and the fucking... Like, the Magnificent Man fucking do a fucking... Like, it's one of the things that's interesting about wrestling in the 90s if you were in Canada in that you just had to like the WWF because WCW didn't really get television in Canada until Mm -hmm. like Hogan Hogan yeah 96 95 96
1: yeah until until it was like I remember the first time I saw WCW was like the Guardian Angel was on and it blew my mind that was so
0: fucking good that's my favorite Ray trailer gimmick ever
1: of course, that was exactly it. I loved it. Yeah.
0: He's a Hispanic We're, man uh, from New the York. The trailer
1: gimmick where he was on the side of the guy who shot those people in the Brooklyn subway, that was it got real dark and real niche, but it
0: was good. Oh, you really enjoy the uh, you really enjoy that he was on the side of Bernie Gets? <laughs> yeah, that's <a laughs> You just pick up a mic
1: and he was like, "Bernard Gets was justified." And everyone was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, look up crime.
0: I watched a documentary about Bernie Getz, and it's uh, it was a pretty fair documentary where it's like they may have been mugging him, but he shouldn't have shot them. And then it's revealed that Bernie Getz just keeps squirrels in his house, and you're just like, oh, Bernie did it, and Bernie's crazy. <laughs>
1: Well, that was, yeah. I mean, that that's on Netflix, I think. It's really like one of those Netflix documentaries that's made like A&E used to do documentaries. Yeah, it's so good. Is, uh, this is bite-sized. We're not going to get into any minutia. Man was good. Was man bad? Who knows? E- eat a Snickers. I
0: mean, also, if you want to, you can also listen to the time that Opie and Anthony had uh, Bernie Getz on, and Bernie Getz made his own music, and they pretended to break the CD of his music, and Bernie Getz ran towards his bag, and you never hear men become more terrified in their entire life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of
1: course, because he' fucking with the real crew now. <laughs> Barry Horowitz. Barry Horowitz had some tag team
0: partners. Do you know who Tony Burton is? Yeah, 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 yeah. He is. Um okay. Tony Burton is the guy that made the ribs. <laughs>
1: uh, Tony Burton also. I like Tony Burton as a name because it's just like. That what used to be how you told jobbers apart. Was like, obviously, Axe and Smash versus Barry Horowitz and Tony Burton. Like, to, it's just <laughs> Axe and Smash versus these two tired guys.
0: They both just got off work and they're pissed. I mean, this is this was a superstars taping from like '85 until about '96. So, come about 1989.
1: I'm gonna break this to you guys. Barry Horowitz loses quite a bit. Whoa. One fun thing is uh, he tags with a guy named Barry Hardy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's the, b- <laughs> the third <laughs> older Hardy brother who um, was really into New Wave. That was his thing was the Hardys were like kind of like new metal. yeah, yeah. Barry Hardy was into New Wave. That's what his uh, gimmick was. I, I
0: only wrestle so I can buy more synthesizers.
1: Is really fun because that is when Barry
0: Horowitz leaves the WWF for the first God time. God damn right he does. Get the fuck out of my way. I'm going to be big time in WCW. Jim Hurd called and said, hey, I need one of you because Turner's a thing.
1: That's Essentially, that's it. He was, But this is crazy. He was signed in May of 1990 and left in December. His only win was over Tommy Angel. And this is, of course, according to his Wikipedia... Um, but he went effectively 1-50.
0: That's really good.
1: I love Barry Horowitz. I wish that he was in AEW, and I wish that AEW... I don't watch Dark that much, but I do wish that... Actually, having wins and losses would be so amazing, because it'd be like, holy shit, Barry Horowitz is 5-300. and 300. You know what I mean? It'd <laughs> be so good. And just the fact that he still has confidence is great like his character is still like I'm the fucking best I'll kick the shit out of you.
0: Man, he was great. What are the chances are of him going into AEW? I mean, AEW at the beginning of it being a company, the chances were high cuz they were really bringing in some people where you're like, "What, is there like a is there like a meeting or some shit?" Yeah, I don't think
1: if Barry Horowitz is going to AEW. He's a 60-year-old man and listening to all his interviews, he sounds like he's much more of a guy who wants to sit on a porch and talk about the good old days than i and he he can wrestle now but like he'll do like something like Chikara, like you said
0: he looks better than fucking uh luchasaurus baby oh yeah he's jacked now
1: well that's the other thing is like barry horowitz one of the only guys to he probably has more money than um most of the guys from the 80s just
0: because he saved it all and clearly didn't do steroids yeah oh yeah like i was talking to a friend of the program uh coltford cabana and he talked about how uh, both him and barry horowitz love just going to subway on the road
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh that yeah i mean that makes sense never have never has ever been with a man who complained more about lack of napkins than cole cabana i will say that
0: what do you mean lack of napkins let's get into this for a second what the hell are you
1: talking about I don't know. We went to get a sub together, and he was like, "They only gave me one napkin. What's this?" Oh like, yeah, well, you could just go get more. And he's like, "Yeah, but I want them to give it to me." Yeah, first. yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, "I understand that. They don't value you as a customer." And then I said, "Do you want us to leave? Do you want me to throw the sub at them and be like one fucking napkin
0: and just pinwheel the sub at this kid's head? Because I'll do it." He's too. He's too Midwest American. That's the thing. Because in America, in in the Midwest of America, let me tell you something about portions and things that come with like. Everything, if you cross into the Midwest of the U.S., here's how you know. Everything comes with two sides, and neither one of them are good for you, and one of them might be actively trying to hurt you physically.
1: (laughs) So you know what he does after December of 1990, John?
0: He fucking moves to Chicago and goes to a diner. I went to a Chicago where I thought uh, that it was the bacon or sausage, and then I realized, oh, no, everything and sausage. (laughs) <laughs> he went back to the wwf oh thing. yeah he did he was done with the fucking uh, he beat tommy angel he went one and 50th for according to wikipedia time to head back and lose to skinner what i wanted
1: i'm done now
0: yeah and skinner and whoever the fuck reno riggins is reno riggins is uh he's fucking reno riggins who is that
1: reno riggins reno riggins is my real father <laughs> He's my real dad. He's our, your real dad too. We're brothers. And Reno Riggins pumped
0: both our moms at the same time. Whoa! Our moms, uh, our moms, triangled in the mid eighties with Reno Riggins, and then just gave yeah. birth to two rad fellas.
1: Yep. One of us, were one of us is quite older than the other one because the cum
0: worked slower. Because Reno's got some crawlers, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He shot big and then <laughs> yeah. he crawls. It was the longest threesome ever. It took, s- yeah, it was a solid four months of threesome. so this is
1: fun because during 1991 as a jobber barry horowitz can do a couple things barry horowitz is not even a contracted wwf guy they just use him a ton so it's not that like barry horowitz is the only one who actually got to be a subcontractor so during 91 and 92 he actually works for uwf and herb abrams and he works in Smoky Mountain Wrestling for Jim Cornette. Did he lose everybody in Smoky Mountain? 100%. But he got to win a bit in the UWF.
0: Yeah, because Herb Abrams was on so much cocaine. He was like, this guy's got hair. He's got to win. And, he, and they were like, that's Barry Horowitz. Don't do that. And he's like. <laughs> he lost to a guy, though,
1: named Sunny Beach.
0: Oh, yeah. Sunny Beach. I remember reading about Sunny Beach in a wrestling book I used to get from the library in Carlingwood uh, in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada and i always thought that was the best fucking wrestling name ever just a
1: straight up sunny beach rick allen that's who sunny beach was yeah
0: i like by the way his name could have just been the beach bum rick allen but instead it's like no your name's sunny beach bitch
1: yeah you're fucking sunny beach and if you look up sunny beach please do
0: it right now because
1: he looks just like a child predator like no one's ever seen
0: you've never really you've never seen a bad guy from miami vice look more than sunny beach
1: <laughs> he's slowly going down the boardwalk in his Camaro, waiting for you to forget your kid, where your kid is, Sunny Beach. Yeah,
0: he doesn't only just hang out at the beach, he lives there because he's homeless.
1: Well, this is the other thing, too. So he actually did a couple tours of Japan in 93, and 94, and this is according to Pro Fight Database, beat Dory Funk Jr. in 1993. I don't they believe like, that. Oh, I re- I read that. I don't believe that even for a fucking second. I so hope that he went over Dory clean. Dory asked, "What's his finish?" And then Barry Horowitz nervously said, "Losing." Yeah, my finish is like I just walk back and then get a check from Pat and go home and have a nice time. That has to be that has to be a joke.
0: That Barry Horowitz also like here's or it's Dory Funk Junior. Junior, so it's Dory Funk the third, and it's just a misprinting. And Barry Horowitz just pinned a kid twice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, Barry Horowitz also had a six-man tag at Budokan where his team lost, but on his team was Dr. Death Steve Williams. So they're like, who's Dr. Death's partner? Yeah. The most intimidating man of all time, the technician, Barry Horowitz. Yeah, of course. uh, Have you ever seen his hip toss? It's crisp. Crisp hip toss. That's the other thing is, and George South was like this too. You'll hear Cornette talk about George South. Very, very good wrestler, Barry Horowitz is. It's just that no one would believe he would actually win a fight against any of the guys in the 90s, where it's like, oh, this guy works out. Barry Horowitz works out quite a bit as well, Is just his body doesn't take to it very w- His body just gets hives. Yeah, but
0: again, Barry Horowitz is the one laughing now because it's like, oh, he wasn't jacked in the 90s, but now he has his hips in the 60s. And also he, like, is... We'll talk about this later, but he is
1: also, like, uses his downtime to, like, get jobs. Yeah. He- like, he has a... Jo- He works at Walmart in 1997 while he's under contract at WCW because clearly he was like, well, if they're going to keep me at home, I'm going to work at Walmart. Instead of like, you know, Lanny Poffo where it's like, (laughs) I'll just get up at 5 a.m., make a whole pizza, look at it and say, not today, fatty foods, and run for the rest of the day.
0: The thing that I also want to point out about uh, Barry Horowitz that I'm only realizing right now is that Dylan Gott has a real Barry Horowitz streak, which is... Dylan got loves uh we got to figure out how to make a little bit of money out of this and turn it into a job. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Barry Horowitz is a smart man because he just, I guarantee, so he worked at Walmart in 1997 and then there's a great story on Reddit where this guy was like, his mom went, oh, I work with a wrestler, Barry Horowitz, and then the kid went, who's Barry Horowitz? And Barry Horowitz sent her home with a signed 8x10 that he like framed. That's so fun. Isn't that nice? And the whole time he was probably making like 150 grand at WCW because they were like, get me Barry Darso. We signed Barry Horowitz. That's fine. He's good too. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so fucking, oh man. but what? how sick it must have been to have been around when WCW was around where it's like you just get a fuck up from this
0: company and they give you 100 Gs? At least 100 Gs. Oh yeah, at least two. Yeah, you're right. Because it's nothing. Lanny Poffo never went to a WCW building, and he was making like two, like he was making a quarter mil, baby. Yeah, (laughs) they thought he
1: was just. They thought they had signed him to be like a mid-level manager at like TBS, and they were like, "No, I'm a wrestler." He's like, "All right, or or you can do that too. I guess we'll add another hundred G's to your salary." I'm gonna go take a stand nap again. Um, so we got to talk about. Actually, let's take a break, and then we'll talk about the only storyline. The Barry. The I, I shouldn't say the only.
0: The greatest storyline in the history of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, the Barry Horowitz storyline in two thousand and one, where he wrestles. Um, he wrestles. I, I, like. I was about to make a very off-color joke about Middle Eastern politics, and I just I've decided against it.
1: Well, I'll edit in a joke that you did make about Middle Eastern politics off-air because
0: I tape everything. Thanks very much. <sighs> oh, Dylan Nixon got Dylan Nixon got. I've been. Uh, I've been. Sl- I've been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is so it actually makes my cock bigger
1: that's the start of this ad oh, let's is- go to patreon.com <laughs> wrestler review and donate <laughs> and donate to us five dollars gets you exclusive access to our patreon feed and episodes ahead of time for 25 bucks you can select a wrestler to review one guy did Buck Zoom off, who is a pedophile rapist and we still reviewed him, goddammit. We have no allegiances.
0: Go to Patreon to hear the Buck Zoom off episode, also known as The Time Where Two Friends Are Pushed to the Fucking Edge.
1: <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Patreon.com backslash review or rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Throw yourself out a fucking window. Who gets a shit?
0: The year is 1995. Oh, yes. Sunny is getting pwned by... Shawn Michaels, Chris Candido is listening quietly at the door just thinking, oh, it sounds like they're building a lot of furniture. Barry Horowitz. <laughs> Seems like he's hammering one spot over and over again
1: and just can't quite get it done. Well, hopefully they solve that. I guess that's how you have to get it down downtown. Have a lovely time. Or maybe it was just Chris cuckdito Has anyone ever thought of that where he's like fucking into it? He's fucking jacking off all over the place thinking about it.
0: Oh, do you think that, that he was into it? He was just like telling me more did he super kick you?
1: And John Shawn Michaels doesn't want to talk about it because he like Chris Candido would like jack off on his feet or something afterwards. Like you get to have sex with my wife, but I get to
0: fucking jack off on your feet and Shawn Michaels was like That
1: sounds good.
0: Ah. I wear your trunks and at the when you blast Sean you have to say no gimmick needed.
1: <laughs> yeah i wear your trunks i jack off into them you have to walk oh my god that's awful why is that awful why don't kink shame uh,
0: you're right i shouldn't kink shame but it's just like the idea of that's right the idea of dried cum in spandex trunks yipes haven't experienced it but you know what i'm
1: gonna give it a shot it's quarantine we got a lot of time on our hands john
0: yeah we do how long is can quarantine in canada gonna go i don't
1: know It's like the same, at least it's not Britain, where they were like, everything's back to normal, and then the next day it's like, we're in lockdown. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Britain's the best. Everything is, uh, uh, let's lock everything down here, boys. Uh, It's totally, open it back up. Oh, actually, by the way, I meant, close the fuck back
1: down. Well, that's the thing about having actual provinces and having a big country where it seems like every province is handling it, like all the... The leaders of the provinces are uh, handling it, the premiers, That is what's happening with the coronavirus. Barry Horowitz is not affected by the coronavirus because
0: he... As Barry has said many times, uh, I lose to wrestlers, not to diseases, and then he just makes out with himself That's good. in the mirror. <laughs> and then he just licked a pole in the subway. Yay. <laughs> That's exactly right.
1: Try and get it off me. So... As we explained, superstars, this guy's had a fucking, in our minds, in our young minds, for some people, he's had an eight-year build, Barry Horowitz has, of when's this guy gonna win, and then he gets a roll-up on Skip of Skip and Sonny, one of the body Donnas, a guy with an actual gimmick, and wins the match. I think this is Jim Ross's first great call as a WWF announcer.
0: Yeah, I listened to the call. It was fine. It wasn't, like, it didn't blow me away.
1: Well cuz he didn't go 10 out of 10 because it wasn't the last match on the show and Jim Raza has respect for this goddamn business.
0: Yeah, I think you're a fucking loser and you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we're, we're we're old men with a wrestling podcast. <laughs> we're losers. No, you are. I'm a fucking hot young man uh who's not a loser. Also, it's I find it so funny. There's something that's happened in the last 3 days where everyone who's 35 that I know has started being like, "We're old men." And I'm like, "Don't you have friends that are in their 40s? They are much older than us." <laughs> We're middle-aged, man. We are not middle-aged, you maniac.
1: Middle-aged is five years from now. No, I think um, you're middle-aged and I'm not.
0: I'm not even one-third of my... No, you are definitely middle-aged. You have almost no ankles. Um, uh, You are grotesque in smell. And you keep vaping at a rate that's like, oh, you're just trying to see what the sound effects are.
1: Haven't vaped in months. And actually, I wear David Beckham cologne now. Bended by Beckham. That's what it's called, I think bended in Beckham, i fucking hate I fuck- you and then it was called i fuck david beckham that's what the cologne is called that i made it's basically just a bit of beckham cologne and then malt vinegar because i like a tart taste i want to
0: throw a brick at your head
1: what do you do after you have barry horowitz win what
0: gimmick do you think Vince man gives him uh he becomes a jewish man and Vince man laughs and hasn't stopped laughing since <laughs>
1: Yes, he gives him a Jewish man, but like more extensively, what do you think Vince McMahon thinks of Jewish people? Like, what do you think his gimmick is? Oh, he makes him a nerd. He He makes him Steve Urkel. Yeah. Yeah. He makes him a nerd, gives glasses and a pocket protector, which I remember watching it and being like, this guy has a long
0: mullet. He's not a nerd. Yeah, I completely (laughs) agree. Yeah. It's also, he he also had muscles that you could see through the short sleeve shirt. So it's like, he's not a fucking mullet. He's not a mullet, yeah. That's what you said. You're an idiot. <laughs> fuck you. You you fucking insult me like that again, and I'll cut your fucking throat.
1: This is but this is what it is. This is uh this is Vince McMahon. He's a nerd because he's a Jewish man. Ha ha ha, he's not on steroids. What a fucking loser,
0: bitch. Um that fuck you. Uh I what I like is that I have no memory of him teaming with Hakushi. I don't remember this being a thing. I don't remember it Yeah, at-
1: he teamed with Hakushi. It would turn him into a bit of a comedy character once they just gave up on Hakushi. But we should talk about this. When he beats Candido, they do a great thing where it's afterwards. He says, "Uh, you can't beat me again, 10 minutes, and I'll pin you. He lasts the complete 10 minutes, and he even has a payoff at SummerSlam where he fucking beats Candido again, and they just open up and piss on him. like They just piss on any chance that Chris Candido – and this is the weird thing where Chris Candido – it, especially as far as WWF style was like a high flyer and a really interesting character and that was the body honors were great and then they were just like you know what fuck him let's put him with Dr. Tom Pritchard also who was like just, just looks like a catcher's mitt on top of a keg yeah like
0: it's just one of those things where I guess they just didn't like Chris Candido yeah I actually don't know why they didn't like Chris Candido it's an odd thing because I think he's too small and muscular like he's really muscular but he's small he's short yeah also, he was alive way longer than I thought he was. Oh,
1: Chris Candido, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I thought he was like died the '90s, yeah. But no, he didn't. He died in like the mid
0: 2000s. Yeah, he died in the mid 2000s of like a, inf- yeah, yeah, of course, of, of the cocaine. Uh, I thought it was a staph infection in his elbow that just went septic and he died. Who
1: knows? I didn't look it up. Staff infection septic. That sounds fine. Uh, you know what? There's a lot of. Pos- what do you
0: mean you don't know how all wrestlers die? I'm sorry. I
1: assume it's always drug abuse no good all right so (laughs) barry horowitz yeah teams with hakushi when they're making hakushi job hakushi says fuck this and they use him in ecw for a little bit but then of course he just goes back to japan um he's losing to everyone he even jobs to tl hopper which had to be a personal i mean even for a guy who jobs to everybody it's like tl hopper all right he was in the royal rumble And his push essentially stops by Royal Rumble 1996. He signs to WCW in 1997 because WWF, obviously, the superstars era had pretty much closed by 1997. And they started using less jobbers and having more just, you know, what Raw is now, which is good for it was good for four years. And then now it's bad.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I like that you said it was good for 4 years. I don't think it was even good for that long.
1: 97 to 01, right?
0: No. I mean, I love that his <laughs> no. his record is no. 13 and 281. That's so good, isn't it?
1: That's what I'm saying. Like if they did it like AEW, just like here's his record. I don't know, that's so funny. And then divvy up the losses, like here's how many times he's submitted cuz he's he really likes to quit and then here's another, he's been pinned this many times because he's very easy to knock unconscious. I
0: do maintain, by the way, that it's probably a lot more than that on both columns. Like, Pro Wrestling Database cannot track territory wrestling because it's like, you ain't talking to anyone that was at a fucking Gainesville spot show in 88, bud.
1: Yeah, and who's reporting the results of that show?
0: Yeah, a literal psychopath.
1: But, 1997, he signs with uh, WCW... And he works a lot on WCW Saturday Night, which is their superstars. He's losing to everybody. It's great.
0: If he's boozing, he's losing, baby. This is great. And also what's so good is other w- like any other WWF character brought to WCW at this time would be given some sort of fucking fanfare. Barry Horowitz, get your ass on WCW Saturday Night. We're not even fucking mentioning the fact that Chris Candido, also in WCW at this time, we could rehash that feud. We will not be doing that. My favorite thing, too, is he gets to keep his name.
1: Yeah. Because they're like, why not? Fuck it. (laughs) It's his actual name. They can't copyright his actual name. I feel like they could actually do that. Be like, well, yeah, but that also
0: counts as your wrestling name. So fuck you. I mean, they maybe could. But uh, even Vince McMahon is like, just let fucking Barry have that one. It must have been real good for him when he like,
1: like obviously jobbing to Glacier Wrath. But he actually jobbed to David Flair, which is good for him. I
0: mean, yeah, someone needed <laughs> Someone needed to give that loser a win.
1: Can you fall over? I'm scared. All right, David. I got... Barry, when you're, I'm pinning you, can I
0: hug you and say you're my dad? <laughs> can we hang out after I win? No. No, David. I don't want to go to Subway with you. <laughs> Last time we went, you went, it looks like my dad's penis. I'm so sorry. That was so weird. He had a short-lived feud with... Alan Funk. Who okay, yeah. Know I want to talk to you about this. Who the fuck is Alan Funk? Is Alan Funk another jobber that someone, dip, the Michael Hayes style prank where he's like, time to fucking call him um, uh, um, a fucking, uh, uh, he's a funk boy now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a, he's the fourth funk brother. No, he's um he was Queewee. Do you remember Wee? WCW's character was like, this guy's gay. That's disgusting. You don't remember that?
0: Kweewee. Kweewee. I don't remember.
1: Kweewee with, her, with his personal stylist, Charmel. I don't know if she was named, but it was Charmel. Oh, no. Don't remember it. And then he went like, no bullshit. And then did that, that thing like, it's, it's bad. <laughs> like it's damaging, obviously to have a character where their character is I'm a gay man, and that makes me uh, weak and a loser. But it was a
0: very oh my god! I do remember Queequeg, yes, with Paisley. But then how he like turned face
1: was he came out and he's like, no bullshit, I'm not fucking Queequeg anymore. I'm fucking Alan Funk. I was never gay. That like he did the whole gold dust thing, where he's like, I'm not a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> and then just said a bunch said a bunch of stuff that was so homophobic that they would have to turn the TV off and throw it out a window. It's
0: Vince Russo's WCW, my friend.
1: Oh, this is Vince Russo's WCW. That is r- true. Where he's like, you know what? Get me Alan Funk, Get me Barry Horowitz. And tell Ted Turner he's about to win this Monday Night yeah, Raw. Yeah,
0: Someone better fucking hire Ted Turner. All the fireworks in the fucking world because we're about to suck our own dicks. What?
1: Yeah, this was also uh, Deep cocking Barry Horowitz where he would just come out and he's like, I hit that bitch with the, put it in the mic and Deep That
0: was that was it. Do you think that um, Queewee Angry Alan uh, Funk has a bunch of photos of him wrestling in WCW in his house? I do. Also, by the way, just found a photo of uh, Alan Funk from uh, recently. He is fucking hench boy.
1: (laughs) Some people just... Keep on working out. Oh,
0: he's lovely stuff. Oh, good lord. Lodi also looks wonderful, I have to tell you.
1: Leaves WCW in uh, about March 2000,
0: which I'm upset about because he could have stuck around a little bit more and then ended up being brought back to the WWF in the invasion. Do you know how fucking good that would have been if he had been... He'd been part of it because it'd be like, What side are you on, Barry? What's and I guarantee the fans at that time would have been like, We're into this. What side is Barry Horowitz on? Man, that would have been good. Or like
1: that was the thing with the WWF
0: invasion that
1: everyone complained about that they didn't do like even having the jobbers fight, you're right. Like even having like this shit's also happening on velocity, like who's going to win? Uh Barry Horowitz or, you know, uh fuck, who's a good WCW jobber? Fuck, you tell me. Oh, one of the guys that were from Hazardous Area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to win? Um, Barry Horowitz or... Oh, my God. He trained people. It wasn't Sergeant Crank Pittman. It was Sarge. Yeah. Sarge or Barry Horowitz. The battle for true, the, the true champion. The hardcore champion. Yeah. Um, Barry Horowitz also for briefly wrestled for. Remember Hulk Hogan's XWF, the Extreme Wrestling. Oh, of course I do, baby. It's so extreme. Here's Hulk Hogan. He's trying to walk, but his body won't cooperate anymore.
0: Um, yeah, it's the weirdest one because it's also the XWF. Then came into became the Hulkamania Australian tour where they just did a tour of Australia and Ric Flair cut himself every night. And by the end of the tour, the photographs are terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think that was. The- Was that the tour where Ultimate Warrior wrestled Orlando Jordan? It basically was like, let's go outside the ring and just like
0: place cords on each other and then I'll pin you? I think so. I don't know where the uh, Ultimate Warrior versus the idea of bisexuality match took place. but Oh, yeah. He also, the old warrior, clearly won because he's like, it's not just about me. It's about the whole belief system. Yeah, yeah. Destruza
1: so, Barry Horowitz, for the last 20 years, is doing spot shows. He hasn't wrestled recently, but he says, by his own words, he hasn't officially retired. Um, he's, the most recent thing, really, was that Action Bronson, who is a really fat rapper, who now is completely jacked, if you look at his Instagram, pretty crazy. Action Bronson uh, wrote a song about him called Barry Horowitz. And Barry Horowitz was pissed off because he didn't ask. Action Bronson didn't ask. To, for his likeness or his name. I, lo-
0: I love that th- this is where Barry Horowitz decides time for Barry to fucking put this on is the daddy fucking, pants.
1: This is where Barry puts his fucking dick down. And Action Bronson s- extends an offer to him and says, Do you want to come on stage with me at this nightclub? And Barry Horowitz rebuffed it because it was for free. Good for Barry. Second thing, he says, If anything, they'll know who I am and not I him. love it so much. And how good would that be? We're like... You show up to an Action Bronson show, you're bored as shit because you don't know who the fuck this fat guy... Who the fuck is this
0: fat asshole? Yeah, who's this fucking weird... Who's this guy who talks like the drug dealer in that Louis Thoreau documentary? I fucking hate Action Bronson. This fucking fat loser doing a fucking Ghostface Killer impression? Fuck him. Barry Horowitz is here. Now you have my money. Here's the thing also with uh, Action Bronson is that Action Bronson is the most guy from Toronto in 2010 through 2013, I would say. In that he was so just like, uh, like I'm into food and weird hip-hop, and it's all about hustling and being a business owner. Also, I do not respect women, and I just want them to make out in front of me. Also, it's all about freedom of speech and Trump, and also gay people are cool. And you're just like, what a weird contradiction this fucking loser is.
1: <laughs> I don't know anything about the Trump and stuff, but I mean, sure. As soon as someone has a lot of money, of course they're going to become a Republican. They want to keep all
0: their money. I don't give a fuck. I want to. I've decided when I when the wrestler review really hits it big time in about 15 years, uh, a, after various attempts to cancel us, and they won't realize how fucking I clean, fi- a clean 50 year old men We're just down to talking about fucking here's my review of Mike Sharp's boots only. Oh, hey, let's talk about the Type 10 DBS. He said hello to me in an elevator. Uh, for some reason, we're elderly men at 50. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. We're tired. Yeah. Um, And we hit it real big time, I'm fucking, I'm spreading my wealth. Oh, you're spreading it all? Oh, I'm spreading it, baby. Spreading these cheeks, too.
1: By wealthy means booty hole.
0: Oh, that thing's already fucking spread wide open. I got a full lava lamp in my asshole right now while we're talking to Barry Horowitz because it (laughs) gives me Very easily in your asshole. Oh, this episode gives me pleasure and I got to feel the pain, baby. Whose theme song is that? That sounds like a wrestler's theme song. This episode's giving me uh, pleasure so I got to feel the pain. That sounds like something, Jake. You give me pleasure so I feel the pain, Dun-dun-dun. It's
1: it's Mason Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Clive Demstrom. I'm wearing where- <laughs> What was it? Clive Demstrom? Me- that's that's an NXT guy. Oh yeah, it is. That's an NXT guy. The rock is a catchy name, but we think Clive Demstrom is just much better. Your
0: name is Owen Tem Tam Yeah,
1: you're a rude
0: chef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a terrible wrestling game. You undercooked that. Now we got to fight. Yeah. How dare you send back my risotto.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every match has to start in a kitchen. There always has to be a preamble where for some reason that wrestler is working in the kitchen for that day. Mm, Roman Reigns is washing dishes in the kitchen. Oh my God, he's
0: screwed up the dishes. All right, do now you see the spot stim- on the frying pan, you fucking boy? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. Vince McMahon. That would be the Fandango. That would be Fandango of twenty twenty one. I guarantee Vince McMahon would be like, "I love it." Yeah, they need clunkier ways into their characters. Is Fandango still in the WWE? Because if he is, that's the craziest thing in the world. Is Fandango still in the
1: WWE? I don't know, but they were... He did have a good run with the Fashion Police, him and Tyler Breeze, where they had a a comeback. It's still insane to me that, like, if I was them, I would have just replayed Fandango beating Chris Jericho at WrestleMania over and over again in
0: an attempt to get AEW to stop. I mean, it's crazy that they haven't done shit like that. It's also so crazy to me that Brendan Burns once claimed that Tyler, uh, Tyler Breeze is one of the most revolutionary characters in wrestling. That was a real time in my life. Oh, um,
1: yeah. I mean, as of this, I mean, is I mean, this is just Wikipedia, but there's no evidence that he's left, and that's the thing where they've they've released a lot of people WWE has, but they still don't release guys like Turn it back around, Barry Horowitz, Jobbers with a gimmick.
0: Yeah, Dylan has pointed this out many times, and it's a very succinct point about wrestling. Is that is actually sort of the weird unicorn of wrestling? Is you do need just guys who are willing to lose. But there's something you you remember about them.
1: Well, especially in the 80s and 90s, the payoff, because wins and losses actually mattered back then mm. to wrestlers, the payoff was way more. Like, you'd make 600 bucks for losing. So, you think about Bear Horowitz is working six times a week. He's losing at least once a night. He's making, like, six Gs a week, just fucking losing. In like, and not slowly. He's losing in, like, five minutes. He comes out, pats himself on the back. And everyone's finisher, it's like 80, so it's his finisher. It's like, okay, when I hit you with the finger in the dick, you just go down. Yeah. I was like, all right. When I push you over slowly and then I slowly also get on top of you because I'm 56 and my name's Harley Race, you just stay down. All right. That's all. Uh, what's your favorite thing about Barry Horowitz, His finishing
0: John? move. Which is? Bridging Northern Light Suplex. Still yet to actually be able to <laughs> put the hold on to anyone. <laughs>
1: Uh, that was probably when he was Jack Hart. Jack Hart would beat the shit out of Barry Horowitz. I'll tell you that. I mean, I'd beat the shit out of
0: Barry Horowitz
1: now, probably. Yeah. Then always, mind. I got the fucking reach. I got the power. Stretcher Jack Hart was his name, by the way. So he was, he was, he was stretch oh, stre- gross. it has got a stretch ya Ah, you ever, you ever, uh, you ever got your hamstring? Touch your toes, okay. Ah, that's one of my moves. I get you to.
0: Yeah, I get you to open your asshole. Now I know your smell forever.
1: Oh, no, Clive Denton's here, and he's mad we've uh, under-seasoned the fries. <laughs> so I got to lose to him now. I think my favorite thing about Barry Horowitz is, um, other than the action Bronson thing, he's one of the wrestlers just like gets it and gets that it's not real. Because you get so many wrestlers who are like, No, my name's Taz, and I actually could... Okay, I know it's fake, but I could suplex um uh, Anderson Silva. It's like, no, you're...
0: It's fake, and you're you're an actor. Like you're just a jack. Taz is the best example of that because Taz is so fucking like no one goes like no one gets that chunky and starts looking so much like a guy who hosts a sports radio show that was also an athlete. Yeah, he does host a sports radio show, or at least he did. I thought that got I thought that got canceled because I think that they were like, we got to get this guy. This guy just keeps saying Red Hook when being asked about the New York Rangers. <laughs>
1: Well, that's all you got to do is be in your face. You don't actually need to know anything to be a sports radio show host. You just have to be annoying in uh in in your face and know three players. I'm an absolute liar. It's definitely still a show, buddy. Fucking Taz doing the Barry Taz doing the Barry Horowitz thing. He's got a show and he's a manager in uh, E W and also a commentator. Ooh, baby, triple threat. What's the worst thing about Barry Horowitz?
0: Mm, he doesn't return my phone calls. Um. I don't think there's a bad thing about this guy. This guy's just a nice man. Yeah, I think, I don't know,
1: maybe that he uh, that they didn't do the jobber tournament I talked about. I can't really think of anything because there was no, like, he never got a shot at being pushed, but why would he? Yeah. Not to be rude, but it's like he's he was a great jobber for the 80s and 90s. And honestly, the time he got out of wrestling, he, he like so many other people we've talked about, Before the year of McMahon, because now that's erased my brain. Yeah. But there's so many people who are just like not sad because they just were like, oh, year 2000, WCW closed. And then everyone's like, oh, this is a really bad day for wrestling, but we're going to keep on going. And Barry Horowitz and a bunch of other people were like, no, I'm not keeping on going. I quit now because there's only one. There's only one. Now there's. It went from two companies to one. And then a bunch of insane kids who like Horowitz is watching like. We talked about Jack Evans briefly last week and Teddy Hart. We was watching people do like triple moonsaults and land on their neck and then just be like, you're paying me for this? So he saw the writing on the wall and he just became a nutritionist, which I'm sure his nutrition is just like,
0: eat as much goddamn bread as you want. These people are pussies. Yeah, yeah. The thing to remember about bread is as long as you do compulsively about ten hundred (laughs) thousand... I just gotta exercise so that I don't actually think about the thoughts I'm thinking. Okay, here's what you here's what you do. You just go
1: up and you and you think of your demons and then you run as fast as you can. That's the Horowitz way. Yeah, be Barry Horowitz. <laughs> so that's that's the fucking episode, you dumb shit ass motherfucker. Everybody, so
0: here's what you should do: is just take it out, show it to us, be our friend.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah yeah, be our friend, but friends show each other their peonies.
0: I don't I don't like where you took this.
1: No, 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 no. That's I took it where where it naturally was supposed to be. Thank you so 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 much for listening, guys. Thank you. John, can you hear me? Thank you for listening. Please get us online on the internet online. At Wrestler Review on Twitter and Instagram. We're patreon.com backslash wrestler review if you guys want to give patreon.com backslash wrestler review uh, my show remarkable tapes is going to we're doing the 2011 tim tebow denver broncos this week a man who loved god and hated people making choices with their own body and i talked too much about that so look for that this week 2011 broncos John's on Twitch every goddamn day. Twitch.tv, twitch.tv backslash John Hastings Comedy. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Fuck you. Rate and review us if you don't have any money. That helps too. Bye-bye.